You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, The Spirit Who Is From God. Enjoy. Getting ready to minister this morning. I was going to go one direction, and I really felt a check on the inside. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's good. Yes, but don't do that now. And so, like a good teacher, I've been a homeschool teacher for more years than I know, Um, but I'm looking for what's the objective, right? Today's lesson, what's the objective? So I asked the Lord real plain. I said, what's your objective? What do you you have in mind? And uh, this is what I got, to grow in you all, in us, an expectation for the ministry of the Holy Spirit that will be available at this weekend's Generation Summit. So I was going to go a totally different thing, but uh, God is not... uh, pieces and parts. He's got a wide-ranging, broad plan uh, that impacts all of us. It's so wild how he does this, but this summit is here, and a lot of people are going to be impacted, and it's going to impact us as a group, but it's also impacting us individually. I don't know how he does all that. I mean, he organizes and orchestrates time and history, and his will gets done, and I just... I'm thankful to be part of it. So I'm wanting to do what he wants to do, and that is get you guys stirred up. Like starting today, if you haven't already uh, begun to prepare yourself for Thursday night, uh, that's what we're going to start to do this morning, prepare ourselves. Yes, thank you. Dylan, you are me. That's what I do for Joseph. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm sorry, children, before I get too started into this, I'm just excited. But before I get too into this, I want to invite the children who are here, kindergarten through fifth grade. Wave at me. Are you kindergarten? First, second, third, fourth, fifth grade? Philip, yeah, I see you guys. Uh, Mr. Dean has got uh, Kids Connect ready for you guys in the back. So, Mr. Dean, would you wave at the kids? Awesome. Mr. Dean, wave at those kids. Yeah. Everybody go follow Mr. Dean. And parents, they're going to talk today about who is the church? Who is the church? And they'll be back afterwards in a little bit and join us at the end. How precious. Yes. God, thank you for those children. Would you pray and bless the children with me? Father, we thank you for the children that are here. Father, we thank you that they are being imparted to every Sunday, that the Spirit of God rests heavy on them, the glory of God resides in them, that they are filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in their purpose and fulfilling the will of God for their lives. We thank you, Father, for revelation. We thank you that what seed is planted in them is seed that remains and grows and produces Hallelujah. Multiple times over in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. That's how you pray for kids. (laughs) Glory to God. Thank you, Father. So back to the objective, to grow the people in an expectation for the ministry of the Holy Spirit that will be available at Generation Summit to build your faith for the supernatural. That's what we're doing today. Hallelujah. Uh, you know, uh, there are, uh, I didn't used to always know the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know the things that I walk in today, and that's a good thing. We ought to be walking in things today that we didn't know before, and that's, our, that's God's goal for us, and we need to keep pressing toward that. We need to keep, right? Paul said, I press forward toward the, to the mark for the... Um, prize of the high calling, right, in Christ Jesus, so there's more. Uh, Another scripture, another translation of that verse in Philippians 3 says, I'm laying hold of that with which uh, Christ, for which Christ laid hold of me. So he laid hold of me for a purpose, so I'm going to lay hold of that which he laid hold of me for. So that's what we're doing. And so, and as a result of that, if that's our heart, if that's our dedication, if that's our life of worship, our walk of faith, we're going to be in a new place uh, next week than we are today. And I know that's so because we are getting the opportunity to enjoy the presence of some amazing ministry gifts coming up this weekend. Hallelujah. So we're growing. If you don't know the Holy Ghost like me, if you're like, I don't know this Holy Ghost. Why do you call him the Holy Ghost? Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. 
Um, either way, but uh, Joey Roberts Ministry, he likes, he calls them Holy Ghost meetings, and that's what we're having. So, <laughs> and uh, he endeavors to allow the Spirit of God to move, and he will always say there's not much of an agenda except to just open up and invite the Holy Spirit to move, and I think that's wonderful. So we're going to be able to participate in that. Hallelujah. Now let's pray for us. Father, we ask that you unfold before us, uh, again, your heart, what you want us to know concerning the Holy Ghost. We ask, Father, that we have eyes to see, um, ears to hear, and a heart and a mind to perceive that which you are about to give us, Father. We receive your word. We lay down, we, we put down any walls, we put down any uh, arguments, and we listen to what you have to say today, Father. Thank you for taking us resultingly to a new place, a greater place, a higher place in you, in Jesus' name, amen. Would you turn in your Bibles, please, to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I'm going to read it out of the King James this is my, uh, what's called a parallel Bible. A parallel Bible has two translations running through it side by side. So I have a King James and uh, Amplified Classic in here. So that's all I brought today. <laughs> so guys in the booth, that's what we're going to be dealing with today. King James and Amplified Classic. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and like I said last week, I'm a chunk reader, so we're going to read this whole chapter. All right? Follow along with me. This is the King James Version. This is Paul speaking from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ, and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Verse 5 that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. <laughs> Verse 6, how be it we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Verse 9. But as it is written, and this comes from Isaiah, the Old Testament, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. Verse 10. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, even the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Verse 12, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know, you guys remember that from last week, know he's going to love us to know some things, right? He's loving us to know that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man." 
For who hath known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Amen. Woo! Does that get you excited like I get excited? <laughs> this uh, chapter contains my favorite scripture. Um, you know, people will say, what's your life scripture? What is your favorite scripture? Well, mine uh, is and has been uh, for some time now, 1 Corinthians 2.12. 1 Corinthians 2.12. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things freely given to us by God. Love that. And I think that's so loving of that because I didn't have that for a very long time in my walk with the Lord. I did not, as I said, I did not grow up in a church that taught on the things of the Spirit, per se, or the ministry of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit as operational today. And so I didn't really lean on him because I wasn't ever introduced to the idea that he did want to minister uh, out of these hands and out of these feet. Remember, I don't, those of you who are here, when Jim Hockaday was here, he said he had a vision and God had him look down at his feet and they weren't his feet. <laughs> they had, Jim has blonde hair and these feet had dark black hair and he looked at his hands and he's like, those aren't my hands. And he had a vision seeing that literally we are the hands and the feet of Jesus in this world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So how does all of that come? Why do I love this and cherish this so much? It's because this ministry comes by the Spirit of God, as we just read. So uh, let's go through this. How different really, that's our key scripture then. Uh, let's read it in the Amplified. Can we do that? Amplified classical. That's uh, 1 Corinthians 2.12. Is it up there? There it is. Oh, 2.12. I've got nine. There we go. So here it is. Now we have not received the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit who is from God given to us that we might realize and comprehend and appreciate <laughs> the gifts of divine favor and blessing so freely and lavishly bestowed on us by God. If you don't know that the Holy Spirit is the agent by which God is working in the earth, you will not appreciate his ministry. You will find it strange. You will sometimes, and I know me, uh, and probably some of you will mock it, laugh at it, because you don't understand it. It is not carnally or naturally discerned. The ministry of the Holy Spirit is spiritually discerned. And if we don't know that the Holy Ghost is the agent by which uh, God is moving in the earth, we will neither recognize him, nor will we appreciate him, nor will we seek to be uh, utilized by him and in conjunction with him because we didn't know that this is the agent by which God works in the earth. Do you know that in Genesis it says that everything was dark, there was deep darkness over the face of the earth, and what was hovering, the Bible says, what was hovering over the face of the earth? It was the spirit. Why? The spirit is the agent by which things are accomplished in the earth. Hallelujah. So, you know, if you're kind of unfamiliar this morning with the operation of the Holy Spirit, but there are things inside of you that you are like, why, isn't I, I, why can't I get a, a breakthrough on this thing? I, I, you know, God will give us desires, and they don't go away, and they can be with us for years and years and years. And if we don't understand that it, it's the Spirit of God by which his work is accomplished in the earth, we'll never seek to cooperate with him. We'll never seek, we'll just keep hammering it out. We'll just keep banging our head on the wall. We'll just keep doing it the way that we've always done it. Not recognizing and not appreciating the fact that it's the spirit of God by which these dreams and visions inside of you that have been there from long, long ago, from the time before you were born, that God placed them inside of you. 
and, and it is his will that they be fulfilled. Well, they're not going to be done by your smarts, okay? They're not going to be done by your good looks, as, as lovely as you are, <laughs> right? As lovely as you are, the work of God is going to be done in your life by the Spirit of God. So, hearing that today, it would behoove us, I like that word, <laughs> to get to know the Holy Spirit, right? To recognize him. What was that up there? Can you put that up there again, guys? What was it? Recognize, appreciate, and there was one more. We might realize, oh, realize or recognize, and comprehend and appreciate. So, so all those three things we want to make uh, our goal here. First of all, let's pay attention. Let's leave that up there, okay? Don't let that slip back for a minute. Uh, we're going to realize the Holy Spirit. We're going to recognize him. We're going to be looking for him, like recognizing uh, how he operates and what he does. And we're going to comprehend it. We're going to get some, some understanding on what he's doing. Um, and then we'll appreciate it um, because we know this is how God is getting done in the earth, what he wants to do. So it says here that we've makes a contrast, right? That we did not receive the spirit that belongs to the world, but the Holy Spirit. So a contrast is being made right there. There's a lot we can learn just in a contrast, right? There is a spirit that's from the world or of the world, from the world, belongs to the world, and then there's a spirit which comes from God. If they're set side by side like this as a contrast, it's supposed to be clear to us that they're very different, <laughs> okay? They're very different. So what's the big deal? Well, this Amplified gives us one clue by adding the word holy. Hmm, yeah, the spirit of the world is not that, okay? <laughs> the spirit of God is a holy spirit. I, um, in this part, I don't know, I, I think it's more prevalent here, maybe than where I grew up, uh, but there's a tendency to put together a bunch of ideas, a bunch of religions. I love trees, I love nature, I burn incense, I pray to goddesses, and I'm a Christian, uh, <laughs> and they have a tendency to just lump everything all together. I think part of that that feeds that is the um, premium that's put on intellectualism and education in this part of the country, that you just don't swallow something without checking everything else out first before you do. How many of you do that before you make a purchase? Like my husband, you got to look at every other one and all the specifications so that you can make a well-informed and intelligent decision about the item that you want to purchase, right? Uh, some of, come on, I know you're like that, Yerba. <laughs> come on, how many tabs are open on that computer? You know, it's like 25 comparisons all on one page, right? Let me go back. Right? We want to make intelligent, informed decisions. And I think the premium in this part of the country that has put on education and intellectualism has become a stumbling block for people to know Christ. Uh, and there's nothing wrong, you know, in looking around. I don't want to ignore and be ignorant of other religions and other spirits. But there is the... Holy Spirit, <laughs> hallelujah. There's the Holy Spirit that is distinct from all these other spirits. But if you, again, don't recognize that the Spirit of God is the Holy Spirit, you'll allow yourselves to be influenced by many, many spirits. You'll have little amulets hanging in your houses, whatever, good luck charms. You'll have all of this and a Bible. Listen to me. There's only one Holy Spirit, and he comes from God. All other spirits are of the world and will only serve, it says in here, they're going to pass away. So if your hope is in any other spiritual pursuit, or if you think Jesus isn't enough, I need to go, I need to recognize, appreciate, and comprehend all religions, <laughs> Uh, you're going to see that all of those, the Bible just said, will pass away. They are, they'll be brought to naught. There's no power in any other spirit than the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So it's pretty different. The first contrast, the first difference that we see here is that the spirit who is from God is the Holy Spirit. Glory to God.
What's else? Let's look at 1 John, if you have your Bible, and we'll put it up on the screen. 1 John chapter 2, and I didn't mark it, so I'm going to turn there. Oop. 1 John chapter 2, and we're going to read 15 through 17. Let's see. Let's read, uh, I'm going to read this one. I'm sorry, what do you have up there? King James? Let's do it. Uh, 15, it says, now remember, we're comparing. What's the difference between the spirit who is from God and the spirit of the world? We really need to, like, get a grasp on this. They are different. Well, in what aspects? Let's take a look at this scripture. It says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, and here they list them, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father. That is of the world. And if we go back to 1 Corinthians 2, we see that's all going to be brought to naught. All the things that you desire, all the lust of the flesh, all the lust of eyes, all the things you take pride of and pride in in this life are all going to be brought to naught. They are not of the Father. They're of the world. In verse 17, and the world passeth away, and the lust of the world is going to also pass away. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Listen, you guys know... Um, these, what is the latest, like, kind of trend? Like, those, you guys remember the, first of all, how many, we got some kids here. Uh, silly bands, how many of you had armloads of silly bands all the way up to your neck? Yeah. <laughs> Both arms are one. You guys, how, come on, parents, you remember buying these silly, silly bands. They are silly. That was very good. But someone had an amazing idea to produce all these silly bands, and they were sold everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And you had to get certain ones, and I don't even know the, uh, the obsession, but these kids would wear silly bands, like, uh, what, at least your elbow. Am I right? Uh -huh. How about fidget spinners? Anybody? That's kind of a more recent one. So they're probably back in that room back there at Kids Connect. But fidget spinners. Every kid had a fidget spinner. Oh, my goodness. So sometimes comes by a trendy thing. But when uh, does it last? No, it's gone within like three months. And moms and dads, we've shelled out all our money for these stupid things that are going to be out of fashion in just about two or three months when they come up with the next thing. I want you to think of the spirit of the world like that. It may seem like you've got to have these things. It may seem like I've got to have, I wish I had brought a fidget spinner so you guys could see, but it, I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, it's so hard to tell your kids, no, we're not getting a fidget spinner because it's right there at the checkout. And they're like, please, please. And it's only two bucks, you know. It's not like you're like, you know, chucking out the life savings or anything. It's only, two, you know, but then it's two bucks here, two bucks there, two bucks there, two bucks there, two bucks there. Why? All because I've got to have it, right? I want you to think of the spirit of world like that. It is, it is appealing. It is appealing to the eyes. Everybody's got these things going on. I got to have, the desire is strong. I've got to have it, right? But I'm telling you, like the fidget spinner, like silly bands, in just a very short time, all of this is going to pass away. Huh? The scripture says so. What we see here is not what is eternal. Where we are here is not eternal. Uh, the Bible clearly says that heaven and earth will pass away, but the word of the Lord remains forever. So we need to make sure that we're not, uh, that we're recognizing the spirit of the world as being a passing, trendy, money eater, <laughs> okay? And, and you have to be like a good parent and sometimes say, no, no. Uh, uh, and, and I mean, I'm not saying you don't ever get them a, a fun thing, you know that. Uh, my kids all had them too, but, but I mean, at some point you have to say, okay, that's enough, <laughs> right? So, uh, because, and they're going to pass away anyway. And to try and relate that to a kid is very difficult. You know, nobody's going to have these in six months. They don't care. 
<laughs> but we need to recognize the spirit of the world as such. It's quick. It's fading. It's fleeting. It's a trend. It's passing. And we know this. If you're going to, you guys hear this in the idea of money. If you're going to invest in something, uh, don't, you know, maybe you could make a lot of money. Some people did on these things that lasted, these quick trends. But generally, we don't advise people to invest in passing, fleeting trends. You invest yourself in things that are stable, that are long-term, that are um, proven to uh, bring a return, proven to have value. And so think of the Spirit of God as that something stable, something that will produce a value to you, something that will bring a return to you, something that is long-term and standing, and something that is a sure thing. So I want you to think of the difference, I guess. That's kind of how I'm thinking of the difference of the two. The spirit of the world being passing, trending, and it will all go to nothing. The spirit of God being eternal and of ultimate value. So what should we be investing ourselves in? The spirit of God. And we should be, we should be eyes out for that. Eyes out for the spirit of God. Why? So that I can recognize it. So that I can learn about that. And so that I can appreciate that. Right? If you don't know about investing, are you ever going to invest? I hope not. (laughs) I hope not. I hope you learn something, right? I hope you learn to realize, you learn to comprehend what you're about to enter, and you learn how to appreciate, like literally, (laughs) right, in your investment. So we learn before we just jump into something. You may, like me, be unfamiliar with the operation of the Spirit of God. It may not be something that you have really seen a lot of. And I'm telling you today, take the time to recognize him when he's present, right? And he's present all the time, but when he's showing off, (laughs) okay? When he's showing out and showing off, take the time to recognize him and then take time to learn what is going on here so that you can appreciate it, all right? Make an investment in the Holy Ghost, Make an investment in the Holy Ghost. If you have not done it, if you're like, yeah, I'm good with God, I'm telling you today, make an investment in the Holy Ghost and learn about him. We're going to see why. Why? What is the benefit of the Holy Spirit? Why are you telling me to spend so much time recognizing him, learning him, and appreciating him? Why are you telling me, Pastor Joseph talked about it several months ago, and it's a very literal thing that happened that he relayed to you where someone is operating by the Spirit of God, and they were asked to go to the basement of a church. You can't be up here in the sanctuary. That scares, freaks everybody out. you got to go to the basement. (laughs) It's a literal thing that happened that we know of today, not a long time ago, today. And why? Because they aren't willing to invest themselves in the Holy Ghost. Uh, They'd rather just ignore it, put it away. I don't know about that. I don't know if I like that. I don't know if I appreciate that put it away and they never learn. I'm telling you today, by the Spirit of God, for you to invest yourselves in the Holy Ghost. Amen. I will say amen. Amen. <laughs> what is the benefit of the Spirit of God? Why? I mean, what, how is this going uh, to benefit us? You're going to see it all throughout this chapter that we just read. Let's go back to verse 6 in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Eden, are you running that back there? Yeah? You're the bomb. (laughs) Thank you, kid. I love my kids. I know, you guys do. You love my kids, and I'm so thankful. You guys love them so good. Mm. So good. I love what God's doing here. All right, so we're looking at verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6. So we're looking now at the benefits of the Spirit of God. In verse 6, Howbeit we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor the princes of this world that come to naught. I'm just quickly going to run over to the Amplified and read it. It says, When you're among the full-grown, spiritually mature Christians who are ripe in understanding, we do impart a higher wisdom, the knowledge of the divine plan previously hidden, But indeed, it's not a wisdom of this present age or of the world, nor of the leaders and the rulers of this age. They don't know it. Who are being brought to nothing and are doomed to pass away. 
So in that scripture, we see that there's a perfect wisdom, a higher wisdom that is available to you that even the presidents and kings and emperors and rulers of this world do not even have. You have available to you through the Holy Spirit a perfect wisdom. Wow. That leaders, if they are not invested themselves, earthly, worldly leaders, if they themselves are not invested in the Holy Spirit, you have something they don't have. You have available to you a perfect wisdom, a higher wisdom. Why? Because the Spirit has come from God. Amen. So realize if you're looking for some kind of insight or I need to have a different angle on this, I, I, everybody else is doing this, but there's, gotta, there's a different angle to this. And I feel like I'm ministering to somebody right now where you, again, stop hitting your head against the wall. Stop banging your head against the wall. Stop repeating. Stop running the, uh, what do you call, you know, the little hamster wheel. Stop running that. Everybody else is doing that. And you know there's a gnawing on the inside saying there's, gotta be, there's something else. There's something else. There's something else. And I don't know what situation you're in. I know I'm talking to somebody where you're like, I haven't seen the results. I haven't seen the results. I'm on this hamster wheel. I'm banging my head on the wall. What is the difference? You need a higher wisdom. You need an angle, an insight that others don't have. And it's available to you by the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 7, let's continue there. It says, uh, which none of the princes of this world knew, right? Excuse me, that was 8. Verse 7, but we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. Now, of course, he's talking about the things of the Spirit and of Jesus, that it was all hidden, right? Again, if the principalities, the princes and the rulers of this world had known what was going to happen when Jesus was crucified, that he would raise again from the dead, they wouldn't have crucified him because they wanted him done. He, the, the, the rulers, the principalities of this earth, they want Jesus made um, ineffective, ineffective and done even to this day they're still resisting now jesus is lord and he has power and he reigns forever but they'll still attempt to keep people and you and in, in the dark uh, if they can because they don't want the um, dominion the authority the kingdom that is of heaven to be in operation they don't want it to be recognized realized comprehended or appreciated and if they had known that he was going to raise from the dead after having been crucified and only gain in glory and gain in power, they would have never did that. Hallelujah. We have available. Now, that's what they're talking about here. But that we carry that. We carry that. We, the church, those of us who have put our faith in Jesus Christ, we carry within us the kingdom of God and all the glory that is, that is contained in it, all of the, the power, all of the wisdom. We carry the kingdom of God inside of us. Hallelujah. We have a hidden wisdom, a hidden wisdom, a wisdom that God kept back <laughs> to his purpose, right? People couldn't see. God, God kept it. It was a mystery. It was hidden. But it's not hidden to us. Glory to God. It's not hidden to us. But again, it comes by the Holy Ghost. It comes by the Spirit of God. The Spirit not of the world, but the Spirit who has come from God. Hallelujah. So if you would invest yourself in the Holy Spirit, you'd have available to you hidden wisdom, the things of the kingdom. You would have available to you perfect wisdom. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, um, Eye hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of men the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And verse 12 says, okay, well, let's go back. Let's not jump to 12 yet. Let's just talk about verse 9 for a minute. So <laughs> if you have in the past, and it's okay because a lot of us have, have used that scripture to say nobody can know the good things that God has planned for us. God is a mysterious God. He works in mysterious ways. You don't have to raise your hand if you've ever said that. <laughs> and even if you said it yesterday. <laughs> 
we're going to change that today because this is setting you up. Again, you see the contrast that's being made. It's setting up for a contrast. It says the rulers and the principalities, they don't know this, and it's all passing away. But you know this, okay? And that scripture comes out of Isaiah, a time before the coming of Christ. Christ was prophesied in Isaiah more than any other uh, prophet, book of prophets, um, more succinctly and more specifically in Isaiah. Sometimes it's called the fifth gospel. Um, so Isaiah has pictures of Jesus, foretellings of him all throughout. But here they're saying, no eye has seen, no ear has heard the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Well, don't stop there. That's the contrast part. That's the part to say, yeah, the world, the old covenant and the world who doesn't have the spirit of God, who has come through Jesus, hallelujah, <laughs> the spirit of God would come on people in the old covenant, but now through Jesus, he sent his spirit to be another helper, right? Just the same as Jesus. So now the spirit of God has come by Jesus. And that makes this contrast of no effect anymore. See, they don't know. The people apart from the Spirit of God don't know. But those of us who have invested ourselves in the Spirit of God, we know. We know what God has for us. Let's look at 12 now. That's why it's my favorite, favorite scripture. We have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. Why? That we might know the things that are freely given to us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. God is not just an idea or a concept or something to believe in. He's real. The things of the kingdom are real. Your healing is real. Amen. You know it. Come on, Jeff. So I love it. I watch you. I, I watch... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm watching all of you. My mind is elsewhere. But John, I watch you. Those arms up, man, I get pumped up every time because every time you raise your hands, you're a testimony. God, the healing of God is real. There you go, there you go. Hallelujah, you too, you too. Andrew, the healing of God is real. The kingdom of God is real. These are real things. Things that the Spirit of God has come that you might know that these things are freely given to you. Yes, raise your hand, Dan. Yes, I see you guys back there. Hallelujah, this is real. This is real, Dan, right? This is real. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! I love it. These are things that are prepared for us. Things. Healing, provision, vision, plans, dreams. These are things, uh, things that God has made available to you. But as I said before, how do they come? By your good hard sweat and work and grit. I mean, that plays a part. Those are evidences of faith, right? I'm not going to sit on the couch if I have faith that God has a vision and a plan for me. I mean, I'm going to get up and sweat and have grit and, you know, like we did last week. I'll, I'll, I'll fight the resistance, right, because I have faith. But I don't do that apart from uh, the knowledge that God has freely given me these things. God has freely given things to me. Things. They're real. And they're mine. Ha, 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 they're mine, they're mine, come on, what's Fred, Fred sings about it, it's mine, it's mine, yeah, Fred Hammond, check it out, it's mine, <laughs> let's take a quick look, Eden, at Ephesians 2, verse 10, in the Amplified, please, you know we like this one at the house, we say this one around the breakfast table, Ephesians, what, 2.10? I'm not going to look in my Bible. You got it for me. Uh, it says, uh, for we are, this is about what the things God has prepared, right? So we are God's own handiwork, his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. 
Okay, right there signals, we have uh, the contrast again, we're not over here in the world. We're not over here not knowing stuff. We're not over here uh, coming to not. Listen, the end of your story is a prosperous one. If you have any inkling, if the devil has sold you the bill that, well, my story's just gonna end like a dying flame, boom. You better kick that out. No, 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 that's right. Well, no, it's the rulers and those apart who are coming to naught, who come to nothing. The people of God fulfill what God has made them to do because we're his own handiwork. We're his own workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. We're born anew. So if you're like, well, my story's going to end in a dull fizzle, a real, it's because you're forgetting that you're born anew. There's the distinction again. When you are born again, you are taken out of that kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light. You invest yourself in the spirit, and by the spirit of God, you have been made new so that you may do those good works which God predestined, planned beforehand for you, taking paths which he prepared ahead of time that you should walk in them living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for you. There is, there is a story for you, and it does not end in a dull, dying flame. It's going to be blazing, burning bright as you exit here. Huh? Blazing, burning bright so that the devil can see anybody else who wants to watch me go. That's how we're exiting. Hallelujah. That's how we exit, having done and fulfilled all that God has planned and prepared for me. But how will I access it? By the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. By the Spirit of God. What else do we know? Verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 10. It says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. So what is the benefit of the spirit of God? We have perfect wisdom, higher wisdom, hidden wisdom. We know prepared things. We know what's ahead of us, and we will have it by the spirit of God. We know the deep things of God. I love that. The Bible, we just read it, and just to break it down into plain English, I can't know what Dylan is thinking right now. He's like, oh. (laughs) I I have no idea what he's after. He's looking at his phone up here, looking cool like he always does. Come on, Dapper Dill. Right? Dapper Dill up here. (laughs) And he's looking at his phone, uh, you know, but I have no idea. I can't say, well. I can't predetermine what he's thinking. He could be like the Spirit of God raised a question inside of him, and now he's searching on his, on his phone for it. Um, you know, th- this is the day where you can't decide what somebody's doing on their phone because you don't know. You're not in there. So you're not in their head. You're not knowing what questions are stirring. You don't know what thought processes are going on. And it's the same thing about God. How can we know what God is thinking except who does know what Dill knows? Dill. Dill knows and God knows, right? Who can know what the thoughts and what's inside of a man except the spirit of the man is what we read in, in, in 1 Corinthians 2, okay? You don't know what I'm thinking, <laughs> okay? I don't, I don't, you can't know what your wife is thinking. Ah, that's, the, you can't know what your husband is thinking. Ah, and that can be like, ah, I don't like that, right? <laughs> but the only one who knows what, your husband is thinking is your husband. So ladies, just a side word of advice, stop trying to figure it out or interpret it because a lot of times we get it wrong. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Amen. Amen. <laughs> man. I mean, we are like that as ladies. We're kind of poking and prying and like... Is everything okay? Uh, I don't know. You just don't seem all right. Are you okay? And they're like, what? I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. Right? And we're like, well, I don't know. I'm 
not sure, I'm not sure. Well, we can't know, ladies. We cannot know the spirit of that man. Only he knows, right? So quit torturing yourself trying to figure it out. <sighs> and just talk. <laughs> Communicate. But that's the thing about God, too. We can't know what God is thinking. The only one who knows the, the things and the thoughts and the spirit of God, uh, or, or the things of God, is the spirit of God. Well, guess what? He's given it to us. That's what my favorite verse says in verse 12. That was freely given to us by God. We have been given the spirit of God that we might know what God knows. Hallelujah. And what he plans and has determined for us. We can know it. Glory to God. Do you guys know what Siri stands for? I think it's argumented. It's like a... a spot of contention people don't know what it means but i i looked i don't know i don't know this is one that i found and it's called a speech interpretation and recognition interface does anyone want to confirm that's correct i don't know i i guess it's just out there like nobody i think the company was sri something and then they just said siri anyway does everybody know what i'm talking about who's siri everybody says yeah you're silly little it's like the a phone version of Alexa on Apple, I guess, right? No, she's not, or he, whatever you have, the British butler or the American next-door girl. I don't know what you have. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, anyway, this thing is supposed to be helpful to our lives. I find that it's really not. But anyway, the whole thing is Siri. It's speech interpretation and recognition interface. If I could pull up my phone and say, Siri, what is Joseph thinking? That would be helpful. <laughs> and I'm sure he's probably saying the same. What is Jennifer thinking? Like, that would be great, right? Well, guess what? In verse 13, come on, let's read that one. I'm going to read this one in the Amplified. And we are setting these truths forth in words, right? The things that we're knowing, these truths from God, we're setting them forth now in words, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Holy Spirit. Combining and interpreting spiritual truths, hallelujah, with spiritual language to those who possess the Holy Spirit. So why am I bringing up the Siri thing? Because guess what? The Holy Spirit is God's uh, input Siri right on hand. I can say, hey, Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is the speech recognizer, right? What does it say? Speech interpreter. Speech, where did it go? Speech interpretation and recognition interface. So whatever God is saying, the Holy Ghost is deposited inside of us so that we can say, what is God saying? He's the, he recognizes the speech and he interprets it correctly and it comes to us through the Holy Spirit. So, you know, uh, think of Siri, think of Holy Ghost as God's gift to you, his speech and interpretation interface, right? Hallelujah, that's what the Holy Ghost is. It's God's Siri to us, except it works. <laughs> yeah. Except he always gets it. Yeah, hallelujah. So good. Glory to God. Now, for myself, how are we doing? We're doing good. For myself, I wanted just to share with you some of the demonstrations in my life. As I said, I didn't start in this. I, I basically, I didn't put them in the basement because we knew that we were born again by the Spirit, but I didn't know the further operation of the Spirit. So in my life, just some examples, and I'm telling these to you so that you can see how the Spirit of God works. Like I said, I need you to recognize Him, and then I need you to comprehend what He's doing, and then I need you to appreciate Him. So I'm just sharing from my own life some of the times in, the, um, in my life when the ministry of the Spirit of God was at work, and I very well knew it. It's not like, was that the spirit of God? No, you, you know when, when, when he's in operation. The very first time <clears throat> was concerning Joseph. Joseph was um, already filled with the spirit of God, already speaking in tongues, already believing God for healings and ministering healing to others. He was already operating in the, all of this when I met him. And uh, I was not. I was still like, hmm, you all are weird, right? <laughs> I was told to stay away from you. Okay, <laughs> but uh, he approached me, obviously, about uh, dating, uh, beginning a relationship, 
And I did not, I was a little bit like, yeah, as handsome as he was and as talented and uh, just, hi. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. As, uh, as endearing as he was, just a wonderful, wonderful man, even in those days. And, and he, if he were here, he would tell you, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. So if you want to be a, attractive, talented, come on, guys, attractive, talented, skilled, endearing, get it with Jesus, right? You're going to get it from Jesus. You don't have to wait till you're 40 to be all those things. At 20, come on, 18, huh, those of you in school, 19, you can be that now, because that's when I met Joseph. He was, and I knew him. This is all side, but he was distinct. The Spirit of God was such strong in him that I distinguished him. He was a man, I always say, among boys. Um, he just, and that, and he would say, it's Jesus, it's Jesus. We hear you. We hear you, love. But I had to pray. This is my story. I had to pray. I had to go and find out, because I was as lovely as he was. I was like, nah, this whole spirit thing was a little... <laughs> a little, little freaky for me. And uh, so I go off to a quiet place and I find a place to pray and ask God, what do I do about this guy who's asking me to start a relationship? And immediately I got three words, boom, just kind of landed inside of me. I mean, you know, and we think linearly and in time, but this was not that. It was three words at one time. And I, I didn't even have time to think of them. They were just there. I, that's the best I can do to describe it. And they were all words still applicable today to our relationship. So they were eternal also. They haven't expired or run out. But boom. And I was like, what just, what? I didn't, like, I'm used to thinking. Well. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to make too much of a habit, right? <laughs> I'm used to thinking. I know how thinking goes. This was not that. It was boom. Three words, boom. And I was like, what is that? So in asking God about Joseph and the Spirit of God, boom. <laughs> He's ministering to me by the Spirit of God for the very first time in my life. Hallelujah. Then we were dating and engaged, and we were getting our, he was in the military, went to a church in Virginia, and nobody knew us there. We were visiting in town. I was visiting him at the Navy base in Norfolk. And we were getting our engagement pictures taken at this time at a studio there in Norfolk. And uh, we went to a church because that's what we did. We, 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 church is a priority. So no matter where we are, we're going. And when we were there, the minister called out to us. He said, who are you two? And we're like, uh, no. He goes, are you married? And we said, no. We're engaged. He goes, well, you should be. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay. So this minister, not knowing anything, was operating in a prophetic gift at the time, saw us, called us out and said, are you married? You should be. And then called us forward, and then he prayed. And upon praying for us, laid hands on us. And in that time, there was an impartation of anointing um, for me. I had never experienced anything like this before. They laid hands on my hands as my hands were lifted. Uh, as after he called me forward, Joseph, I think he went back to the seat. First time in my life, he laid hands on my hands, and there was immediately a, a buzzing. <laughs> is the best way I can say, like a uh, Not that I was moving, I don't know, because I was eyes closed, paying attention to what I was receiving from the Lord. First time in my life, like a heat or a buzzing in my hands, and I knew that I had received anointing for healings. Now, again, we all carry this, but God was... God was bringing my attention to it, <laughs> okay? Bringing my attention to it because I had never had anything like happen like this to me before. And, of course, I fell out and just laid there on the ground for a little while. And uh, when I walked back to the seat, I was like, jo Joseph was already there. And I'm like, uh, my hands were hot. First time I ever experienced anything like that so these are demonstrations of the spirit of God some people impartation of anointing have prayed over my belly that's kind of funny so <laughs> it might sound funny to you but belly being the center of who you are the, the the your inner man and that people have prayed over my belly that songs would be birthed out of my belly and I would feel like a rumbling going on it, not a hunger <laughs> but a but a, a, a quaking a lot
live something happening inside of there. Um, weeping in intercession for a pastor, not knowing the details of a pastoral situation, going into their church, walking up to the door. I didn't know. Walked up to the door, laid my hand on the door of the pastor's office. He was not there. I was just in the chair in the church praying and just began weeping, like not just a cry. This was like something beyond what I had known, a weeping, and I knew I was interceding by the Spirit of God for this pastor and the situation there. Dreams, warnings of things to come that I did not understand or discern, but they did happen, and, and the understanding came later. Words of knowledge, names of people, relationships, they're all things that have happened. Did they happen while I was up here ministering uh, as I was pastor at a church? Yes, they happen sometimes up here, but they can happen anywhere. The one, the prayer, the words, the boom, the three words in prayer was in a cemetery. Uh, the impartation of anointings were at, at a women's meeting. Uh, the weeping at an intercession for a pastor in a church, yes, but I was not in a role or a position of authority. I was just a churchgoer at that time, and you need to hear me when I say that. This is for you. The Spirit of God has been given to you that you might freely know the things that have been given to you by God. Hallelujah. So the purpose of this summit um, as I said, I was going to read it, but I don't think I really have time. But Joey Roberts is very much uh, a dear, dear friend of ours, and we so enjoy his pursuit of the Holy Spirit. He wants to leave open the room of agenda and free so that he can listen and minister. And if you haven't been at a Generation Summit, they've been in New Hampshire several times. Some of you have come. And they were in Texas, and some of you have come. <laughs> so some of you have traveled both to New Hampshire and to Texas to see these, but they're coming here on this Thursday. And this is, yes, thank you. Praise God. Yes. So Joey is one who wants to operate in this. He understands that the will of God will be done in this place by the Spirit of God. So he gives recognition to him. He does comprehend and know the Spirit of God, and he is appreciating him in this time. And he has invited to come with him Dr. Mary Frances Ferralo. Um, she has been a minister for over 35 years, I believe. She's right now based in Nashville, Tennessee, but she's ministered. Um, for many years, and we know her through our pastors, Pastor um, Jonathan and Verna Del Turco at International Family Church in North Reading, Massachusetts. She's ministered there many, many times, and uh, she's also um, closely related with Jen Tringale, who has been here many times. So Jen, she comes to us very highly recommended by Jen, by our pastors, and although I haven't ever met her, I am ready to receive what she has. So she works in a prophetic um, gift, uh, so if you look her up, I don't know if you have already, you can see her on Vimeo or YouTube and see a little bit of how she operates, but she'll just walk throughout. If you haven't been in this type of service before, she'll just walk throughout the, the room here, and she'll just listen for what the Spirit of God is having to say, and you've seen that before. Um, you've seen that before. Even, even Joseph and I operate in that at times, you know, so, uh, so, but I just want you to know what's coming. So what should you do? How should you respond? How should you prepare from here to Thursday night? Here's what I'm going to say. First of all, get here. Get here. You, you cannot receive what God has for you when a gift like these, when gifts like these come to town and you say, oh, I think I'd rather watch uh, The Voice tonight. I, I have to, uh, I mean, I like singing, you know, that's great, but uh, this is this, yeah, this is the spirit of God, and you, if you're not here, you're not going to get it. Amen. Uh, I'm going to do something in a little bit, because God told me something yesterday, and we're going to do it here in just a minute, but he told me yesterday, and it concerns one of you, and if you, the one that's going to come and do what the spirit of God told me to do, wasn't here, I, it wouldn't have happened. But the person is here today, and I'll ask them in just a minute. But, but the person is here. God told me about it yesterday. But if you had not been here, this would not happen. And so I want you to see the importance of making a priority to be here. Be here. 6 o'clock prayer, 7 o'clock service starts. And prayer is nothing to miss either because such rich teaching will be happening from Stephen Barbara Arbo from New Hampshire also. Um, so first thing, get here. There are things prepared for you, and you'll not enter them unless you are present to hear what they are. 
Um, acknowledge God is speaking through the person. Although they have gifts, remember what we just read today. It is God. It is a spirit who comes from God. You have it. You have it. You have it. I have it. Joseph has it. And these ministers who are coming have the spirit of God within them. So, But recognize that it is the spirit who comes from God. So get past, you know, maybe you don't like uh, their accent, or maybe you don't like their haircut, or maybe you don't like that makeup, or maybe you don't like those shoes, or why is she wearing jeans to minister the word of God? You might not like that, but uh, you need to get past all of that and acknowledge that it's God who is the author of the things being said. Write down what God is saying to you. <laughs> There's nothing worse than having an idea in the middle of the night, and you say, oh, yeah, 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 I'll remember it in the morning. You don't remember in the morning. This is significant to your life. God is bringing ministries to this area. You come, you know it's God, you record what is being said, you write it down, you get your video out. You, 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 we are hanging on every word of God. Man shall not live by bread alone, right? But by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of the Father. We're living by these words. Write them down, honor them, count them as valuable by recording them. Another thing, if a prophecy is given to another and it applies to you, but they're talking to somebody else, like if they call out something and said, you know, like I did this morning, just encouraging Yervon, if you're like, man, that really spoke to me, but God must have got it wrong because you told it to him and not, no, no, no. If it's said in the room and it's a prophecy or a word concerning you, but they're not necessarily looking right at you, you take it anyway, all right? You take it anyway, okay? It's being spoken out in this place. Take it for yourself, okay? Take it as yours anyway. <laughs> and don't be like, oh, I wonder if it's for me, because they talked to him. It's for you. It's for you, okay? Take it. Take it. It's for you. And the last thing, bring somebody with you. Listen, this is, this again, people are in all sorts of kinds of things, and they don't know and don't discern that there is a spirit who is from God, the Holy Spirit. And he has come to let people know the things that God has freely given them. That's not just for you. That is for some, that's for all of us. And it, I want you to think about who you can bring. So that's all that the Lord wanted to emphasize this morning. I think, I think uh, he's excited about what's coming up. <laughs> And I'm excited about what's coming up. It's very good. But uh, at this time, I just want to pray um, that you receive the Holy Spirit also. I'm not going to call you up here, but I just, uh, I, I believe that if you are like, boy, I have not yet received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I have, I have not invested myself in the Holy Ghost. I've put him in the basement in the past. I made fun of him in the past. If that's you, I'm asking you today to have a different uh, a different approach, a different respect, a different appreciation today of the Holy Ghost. And that starts by first asking God to give you the gift of the Spirit through the baptism of the Spirit. And that's what he says. He says, um, you know, if a kid asks his parents for, for a piece of bread, is he going to give them a stone? Is he going to give them a snake? No, if you want the Spirit of God this morning, God is willing to give it to you. It's why he came. And if that's you this morning, you're saying, wow, I, I, want, uh, I want to be filled with the Spirit of God. I want this gift that God has given to me, that his will can be performed in my life because he is the agent by which these things happen. If that's you, if you're ready to say, I need this, I need the Holy Spirit, I need this operation of, of the Holy Spirit in my life, I want you to stand up on your feet if you're in here this morning. That's it. I love it. I love it. Just where you are. You don't have to come up here. Just stand up where you are. If you're like, I have not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, I'm ready for this agent of the Spirit to come. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us that there is, um, as evidence of being filled with the Holy Spirit, the believers in Acts said that they spoke in tongues. And some were baptized in water before they were baptized in the Spirit. Some were baptized in the Spirit, and then they were baptized in, in water. So the order of things in your life doesn't matter. But I'm asking, if you're here and you're saying, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm asking you to stand on your feet right where you are. If you've never been filled with the Spirit of God, or just raise your hand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yes. Yes, I see more of you. 
That's good. And what we're going to do is we're just going to pray. I'm going to ask those of you who are already filled with the Spirit, baptized in the Spirit, speaking in tongues, that you would do that right now as we um, pray and uh, for these that have their hands raised and they are on their feet. We'll just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, we thank you for the gift of your spirit. We thank you that it is by your spirit that your will is performed in our lives, that it is the agent of God in our lives. Hallelujah. We lay down all the stress. We lay down the striving. We lay down all the fussing and all the fighting. Hallelujah, the scratching and clawing to get it done. And we rely on your Holy Spirit right now. We ask you, Father, to fill us with the Holy Spirit that we would be equipped and able and made ready to do all that you have called us to do. We ask you right now for the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you are that, would you just lift your hands to heaven in a receiving position that you are receiving from God what he has um, gifted you with. We receive it with hands lifted up. We receive the Spirit of God by faith. Hallelujah. And we begin to thank you for it. And, and we'll just pray now in tongues. Everybody together who, who's able. We thank you, Lord. Begin to pray. Begin to pray as the Spirit brings things up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gift of your spirit. Thank you for the gift of your spirit. Thank you for the gift of your spirit, Lord. Thank you that he's been given to us that we might know the things freely given to us by God. We thank you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if you don't even know Jesus, maybe you're not even born again. Maybe you're still of the kings and the princes who don't know anything. <laughs> Maybe you haven't made a change of address from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You need to make a change of address, and that's simply by receiving Jesus as Lord. As soon as you acknowledge him as Lord, you move. You change address. You go out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it's just as simple as, as, uh, as confessing him, Lord, acknowledging him believing in him, recognizing him, and appreciating him. Hallelujah. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life he came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.